Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Friday, July 30th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the growth of housing stock, my interview with Michael Ferris on how having native system configurability benefits lenders, and why the bond market has been quiet despite headline economic updates. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Origins. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing, giving lenders the ability to replace their traditional mortgage stack with a single modern platform. Or use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, Funding and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with Origins. Yesterday, we received this note from Tennessee. Rob, thank you for the commentary, as always. Among several noteworthy items in yesterday's, one thing stood out NAR has 1.5 million members, but only 1.2 million active listings. That sure sums things up in my area. And most of the listings, when actually purchased, will have average closing costs over $6,000. When you're a hammer, all you see are nails. And when you're a baby boomer, you think you're one in a million. The National Association of Realtors, not to be confused with the NRA, has released a study finding a dire shortage of housing, which requires a -a once-in-a-generation response. As Brett Niatre smartly sums up, the U.S. housing stock grew at a 1.7% pace from the 1970s through the 1990s. However, it has averaged only 1% since and has fallen to 0.7% over the past decade. They estimate that the supply gap is about 6.8 million units, which would require housing starts of more than 2 million units per year. In 2020, housing starts came in at 1.3 million. However, COVID did impact those numbers slightly. Housing starts have returned to historical normalcy, but haven't kept up with population growth. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back on the show Michael Ferris, Vice President of Strategic Solutions for Origins. In his role, Michael leads the Strategic Solutions Group, which focuses on large-volume mortgage lenders. A seasoned industry veteran, he previously served as SVP at Digital Lending Solutions, and prior to that, he served as Senior Vice President at Digital Docs, Inc. His focus on integrity and process-driven sales solutions have resulted in negotiated contracts with top 100 lenders in diverse technology and service industries. I was going to say, Michael might be tied for the most guest appearances on the podcast with Andrew Weiss. Robbie, do I get a trophy or anything for that? Well, it's an ongoing tally, so. <laughs> Sounds good. We just need, I, Robbie, I just need to put you on speed dial. All right. Why is it important for lenders to be able to configure their own system and workflows? Well, Robbie, I think for years, people have tried to fit their processes in the technology that's given to them. Um, that technology puts restraints on what they can do to uh, configure their system to make the, the best, most efficient process in their loan manufacturing process um, as a company. Different companies do it different ways. Um, they shouldn't all have to fit in the processes that a technology keeps you in. By configuring the system in Origins, you can create these efficiencies through the system on what works best for you, not what works best for Origins. So that's a big, big plus when you look at a system like Origins, the availability to configure that to make it the best loan manufacturing process for yourself. 
But what are the real benefits of being able to automate your lending system for someone? When I think about automation in the mortgage industry, I think, why are we behind on this? I feel like the mortgage industry occasionally gets behind on things. If you think of e-closing through the years, e-signatures, that's been happening for a while. Why are we still doing so many manual tasks in the loan manufacturing process when you know the technology that's out there can automate those tasks? Why are we having people order third-party services by clicking a button? Why are they not just automatically ordering those? We know what we need to order on a, on a uh, loan every single time. And why do we not automate that for the lenders? Um, that's, a, that's a big, huge thing on that. Another thing is the automated conditioning and tasking. If we know what type of loan file it is and the information the borrower is giving us, as in origins, what we do, we automate some of the tasking and conditioning that the borrower needs to be taking care of or your internal fulfillment team that they need to take care of as well based on the loan parameters. The logic in the background of the system can tell you, you know, what's the next task that needs to be done? What's the next condition that needs to be fulfilled? As opposed to picking, I mean, for so many years, Robbie, we've been picking from, you know, large lists of underwriting conditions and putting them in there. Why has that not been automated? Well, that's what we did. We automated some of those things on the loan parameters where the borrowers entered um, to make sure those tasks and conditions are those that need to be fulfilled on the loan. And so yours is an event-based single single source system with both the LOS and POS integrated. Why did you take that approach when developing the Origins LOS and POS? Well, a couple of things there, Robbie. You know, the approach we took, we originally started on the back end and created the fulfillment platform, which, you know, we would consider processing through secondary marketing. But what we did is, uh, you know, fast follow around the POS up front. What we wanted to do there, we saw a disjointed connection between the POSs that are out there and the back end systems. What we wanted to do is keep one single system a record. And as I mentioned earlier, the automated tasking conditioning. So those actual tasks and conditions are pushed to the borrower. You know, most POSs now have a static list of conditions and tasks. They get that, the the borrower fulfills those, but then they drop a file into the LOS. What we're doing there is having complete bi-directional data back and forth um, with what the, both data and documents on what the borrower submits, as well as if something comes up, a new condition, again, as I mentioned earlier on automation within LOS, that's pushed back to the consumer portal where the borrower can answer that stuff. I think, you know, the biggest part about that is being able to have that full bi-directional communication. I mean, you, you've got a head on some stuff with POSs, but again, a static list. And I've mentioned to you before, Robbie, if you ask for something more than once, that, that's one of the biggest attractors of net promoter score in the industry. So, you know, we're keeping that, that's, that list of conditions and tasks for the borrower as well as the fulfillment side. So that's not happening again. To piggyback on that, being an event-based system, that triggers on some of the automation I mentioned earlier. So... If there's an event that happens in the system, you could trigger a third-party order out. Let's think submit for processing. Let's just use that as an example and snip that. During that, out of our base configuration, what Origins will do, we'll order quite a few third parties. So when that gets to the processor's hands, they're not going in and manually ordering those things. Um, Because of the event of submit to processing, we automatically order out those third parties. And in doing that, bringing back the uh, dual payload, which is both the XML and the documents, we're already parsing that data out in the system. So when it's to the processor, it makes their job more efficient. So, you know, being an event-based system, that cues up a lot of the automation that the uh, system can use. We talk about that event-based system versus a form-based system. What is the real marketplace advantage or differentiation for lenders that have an event-based system? Well, I think on the event-based system, Robbie, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it gives you the availability to trigger automation off the certain events in the system or trigger a task for someone to do off events in the system. Whereas 
you know, traditional LOSs have always been based off of forms. Let's say there's, I mean, we can mark it all the way back to a GFE and a HUD-1. What they did is pretty much create a GFE in the screen and a HUD-1 in the screen, fill those out and move forward. What we do is, you know, we, we based off of data. We, we don't really worry about the forms in, in that scenario. We want the data to trigger those and events on certain data that's entered. Think of a change of circumstance, for example. If a data field changes that creates a change of circumstance, that's an event that can happen that can automate the uh, change of circumstance workflow. So different things like that gives you, you know, the efficiencies you need as a lender to make your loan manufacturing process, uh, again, more efficient and cheaper. Thank you for coming on the podcast and talking to me today. Thanks, Robbie, as always. I'm trying to win that title for most conversations with Robbie. <laughs> it's a dubious honor at best. <laughs> Not much movement in the bond market yesterday, despite some noticeable headlines, as we continue to be focused on COVID developments' impact on the economies. Initial jobless claims numbers disappointed, putting some firepower behind Chair Powell's comments, emphasizing that we have a way to go for the labor market to recover. GDP came in lower than expected at 6.5%, putting a finer point on the fact that growth may be stalling. Yes, in some ways, the economy is now ahead of the pre-pandemic levels, but inflation and the COVID Delta variant are beginning to weigh on the economy, and jobless claims are still at almost double pre-pandemic levels. Oddly, Black Knight reported a 31,000 increase in the overall number of active forbearance plans since last Tuesday. Despite the increase, there are still 163,000, or 7.9%, fewer plans than at the same time last month. As of July 27th, 1.9 million borrowers remain in COVID-19 forbearance plans. For good news, the primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac for the week ending July 29th saw another cycle low in the 15-year fixed rate, falling two basis points to 2.10%, while the 30-year rate ticked up two basis points to 2.80%. Today closes out month-end trading for index purposes, and we have a busy slate of economic data to go with it. Personal income and spending for June were up 0.1% and 1.0% respectively, and Q2 employment costs were in at up 0.7%. Later this morning brings the Chicago Purchasing Managers Index and Michigan Consumer Sentiment. Fed's peak returns following this week's FOMC events, with St. Louis Fed President Bullard and Governor Brainerd both on the podium. The desk of the New York Fed will purchase up to $4.6 billion of conventionals. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better up an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.24% after closing yesterday at 1.27%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Part 5 of 6 of Corny English Puns. I got over my addiction to chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts. I won't lie, it was a rocky road. <laughs> what do you say to comfort a friend who's struggling with grammar? There, there, there. They're all spelled differently. You get it? I went to the toy store and asked the assistant where the Schwarzenegger dolls are, and he replied, I'll be back. <laughs> Thanks again to Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit Origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com.
If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.